right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Shades of Strong. What is up? What is happening? How are all the things? If you have been here for a while, welcome back to the SOS Queendom. If you are new to the Queendom, welcome home. I am super stoked to have you here. So kick back, relax, stay a while. I am Shirley Hubbard. My friends call me Cheryl. You can too if that's what you're fancy. I am the creator and the co-host of the Shades of Strong podcast. But like we say every episode, Shades of Strong is not just a podcast. It is a global movement where we are working diligently to dismantle the myths and the stereotypes of the strong Black woman by creating safe and sacred spaces for Black women to uncape, unmask, and unhide so that they can be whatever shade of strong that feels right for them. So listen, y'all, I have met some pretty dope Black women in the online space. And I happen to have one of them joining me in the virtual studio today. Malika Simmons is one of the most amazing Black women I have encountered online, and I am honored to share space with her today. Hey, Malika, how the heck are you? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you. I am so, so, so happy to have you here. Malika and I actually met on Instagram. I tell y'all, social media, online world, I have met some like when I like dope black women and we have just formed some dynamic friendships. So today, Malika and I are going to be chatting it up on a few. Well, actually, before I say that, like I was saying, we met on Instagram and we just kind of started chatting it up, in, you know, on a few of my posts. And let me tell y'all, this girl right here, like her insight, her perspective. It's just all the things. And so we were commenting on a post and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell y'all about that later. But anyway, it sounds a little bit strange, but today we are going to be chatting about Superwoman versus Wonder Woman. And some of the things we're going to kind of talk about is who's most powerful, who's most true to herself, who do Black women relate to the most, like all the things. But before we dive into that, I'm going to open the floor, open the doors of the church for Malika to just tell us a little, tell us a little bit about herself. So Malika, tell us who you are, what you do, what sets your soul on fire. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am founder and CEO of Momentology Media. I'm the creator of the Momentology Method. Uh, Momentology is a study and practice of operating in the now, succeeding with what you have right now in this moment. And I always say with the emphasis on practice, because, you know, faith without works is dead. It's the same thing. You can wish and wish and wish and want, but until you do something, nothing happens, right? Nothing works until you do. So that's kind of the the movement behind what Momentology is. I have a mission to empower 1,000 women globally. And the reason I didn't say just a million is because I don't believe that I'm the answer to everybody, right? I'm I'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me and I'm okay with that, right? So I feel like if I can empower 1,000, they can go out and empower another 1,000. That's a million right there, but that's on the strength of who they are as individuals. And it has nothing to do with me. So we need to sometimes take our ego out of it and realize that if we really see change, we we realize that it doesn't always have to re- revolve around us. So, so that's where that comes from. Absolutely. Because we all have our individual callings and 
We can't save everybody. We can't say, listen, we, and we're going to get into that when we talk about this whole Wonder Woman, Superwoman thing. But yeah, we can't save everybody. We can't be all things to all people, but we can we can celebrate all the parts and pieces to us. And especially as women of color, we have so many different intricate things about us that we don't celebrate. We often think we have to be one thing or we have to do, we have to focus on this one thing. And that's just, that's just not it. And I'm here to say, stop it, stop it and stop it. Right. I I try to um, empower, Not I I don't try. So catch me, do do a favor. Yes. Thank you. Catch me when I say try, because that's the, that's an elimination where we don't try, we do the thing, right? So I empower women through executive coaching, corporate training and speaking and any other means. If I see an avenue, I'm going to take it where I can raise another woman up. So that's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. And that's why she's here today, because she saw the opportunity to pour into some more Black women. So here she is. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to have you. I was actually looking at your website the other day, and there was a part on the website where you said that for us each to operate in our zone of genius. And I thought that was so powerful because, you know, we all have our own individual calling and we can't do all the things that no matter how much we want to, God didn't call us to serve everybody. We mm-hmm. all have specific callings on our lives. So I love that you had that on, on your website. So we about to get into this conversation. Like I told y'all, Malika, Malika, girl, please correct me when I say That's, your name incorrectly. I, I like a, it, I say <laughs> it's, it's Malika as in I like a Malika. So. Yes, Malika. So yeah, we're about to dive into this conversation, y'all. And I wanted to have this conversation with Malika because of a comment that she made on one of my IG posts where we were talking about the dangers of the superwoman syndrome. So Malika, I am going to quote what you said. (laughs) I used to be her. It's because I forgot what I, when she said her, she meant superwoman. It's because I forgot that I was really Wonder Woman. The difference is Wonder Woman seeks truth and peace. She only fights when there is a threat to that alignment. She is not out here trying to be all the things to all the people flying off to save folks that don't want to save themselves. Hashtag fight the good fight, then chill. Girl, when I read that comment, I was like, we have to have a conversation about this because that thing hit me so hard. It was just like, oh my gosh. See, I don't really do comic characters and that. So mm-hmm. I didn't really, I mean, you know, <laughs> I know who Wonder Woman and Superwoman are, but you know, I don't right. really get into that kind of stuff. And so when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, we definitely have to have a conversation about this. So I want to kick off the conversation with the first part where you said, I used to be her. You used to be Superwoman. What did the Superwoman lifestyle look like for you? It was just draining. I wrote a post years ago, said, hello, my name is Malika Simmons and I'm a perfectionist, right? Because I had to have the things in a certain way uh, all the time. Everything had to be quality. And I thought that that was the right thing to do. And it's not that quality is not the right thing. But I had a cousin tell me, a cousin who owns a multi-million dollar firm, when I first started my first business, he said to me, you are trying to give a Rolls Royce to people who want to afford. Listen. He knew me well. He knew me well because I was like struck. I was like, it has to be right. It has to be this. And he's like, but you're not being paid for that, right? Give them what they're paid for. And so why I don't, I still can't help myself. Like I'm going to, I always over deliver, but he was correct in that 
he also said to me in the years that he's had his firm, only six women had ever asked him for a raise and every single man he ever hired has. Wow. Right. Like, think about that. Six women only in 20 some years and every single man he ever hired has asked him for a raise because women think, especially women of color, we are like, we have to do all the things and we're justifying stuff. Oh, I have a whole thing on how people freak out over these performance evaluations because they're out here trying to get all the justifications on how they should be paid two more cents on a dollar. It's, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And so I was the one who was trying to do all the things for all the people and be everywhere. And I was not happy. I was burning myself out and I still wasn't happy with what I was producing. So it's like, you're going to go all through all of that. You're going to, you know, bang your head against the wall. And then you're still not happy. You're not happy because you're not being true to yourself. Because if you're living through obligation and not joy, it is a miserable life. And so quicker you learn that the more you're able to pour back into yourself or to be and have and do things that actually serve you. So when you wrote that, that post, girl, that per, that post, ooh, it was talking to me. <laughs> I couldn't help. I was just like, mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. we're going to stop this right here. Exactly. And I think we've all been there. Like if you, if you walk up to a, another black woman and she, and she tells you that she has not lived that lifestyle, I will find it very hard to believe mm-hmm. because I think it, we've all been there and it and it's just been passed down from from generations from our great grandmothers and, and our grandmothers yes. and our mothers because yes. that is the way they live their lives and we just mimic what we see them do. And mm-hmm. so we all have to get to a point where we transition from superwoman to wonder woman. So how did you get there? Well, part of it too is that, like you said, it's generational, right? So we've always seen, many of us have seen strong Black women or like, let's be real too. We've also had women who or didn't live up to what we thought. So some of us, you know, have not had the the female role model that we wish we had, right? Um, so then we're trying to prove that we're better than where we came from. And that's also dangerous, right? And so either we're trying to live up to something like the the grandmother who was very powerful or the mother who was not, and we're trying to overcompensate for that. Either way, we're burning ourselves. Um, We're we're just burning ourselves out. And so the difference for me between the superwoman and a wonder woman is that, first of all, superwoman also seems to think that people can read their minds. So you're out here being superwoman, doing all the things. You're here for you're here for your nieces and your nephews and your cousins and your grandma and your husband and your kids. And then when they expect it from you, you get an attitude. Like you're Girl, upset. come on now. What what they think I am? The maid? What they think I am? Well, yes, baby, because you are out here teaching them that that's who mm-hmm. you are. So when you teach them that that's who you are, you can't turn around and get mad that that's what they expect of you, right? And that's what we do. So then we feel underappreciated and we feel taken advantage of when it's because we did not set and maintain the boundaries that were necessary for us. Girl, you talking to me. Girl. I hear mad because somebody, we, we, it's like, it's like putting out an advertisement saying that you're superwoman. And when somebody calls, say, hey, I knew superwoman, get mad at them. Like, who is that? Uh uh uh. She's not working today. (laughs) Girl, I let me tell you, a couple years ago in my life, in my house, like I was doing all the things in my house and I had gotten just so fed up. So I was like, I'm not doing anything. And so before I went to bed that night, I, I got a piece of a white printing paper and I in red letters, I wrote on there, I quit. Like, <laughs> I was like, I quit. Like, I am not the effing maid. I quit. I am not going to be doing all the things. 
But here's the deal. It's just like you, it's just like you finished saying, I had taught people how to treat me. I had given them the impression that I was superwoman. So they like, okay, when I need somebody to do something, let me hit superwoman up because she takes care of things. And so I was so mad that night. But in hindsight, you gave them permission to treat you like superwoman. So what you going to do? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the other thing is we feel we feel guilty. Right. So we've been doing this for so long. It's not that we don't know better. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of we we have that feeling. Right. Um, so momentology is about awareness, gratitude and expectance. Those are the three major states of being. And their awareness comes in when there's this feeling like this ain't right. <laughs> like something about this is not this can't be life. Right. Um, so we get that feeling, but then we don't know what to do with it. Right. We don't know what to do with it because we're like, oh, well, I can't just start being this new person. Mm, yes, you can. Absolutely. Yes, you can. I'm going to need for you to start being that new person like right now, like right today. But we don't do that because we feel guilty. We're like, oh, well, I've been doing this, so I should just keep on doing it. Or I've been supporting so-and-so, so I should just keep on supporting. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. There's I, So I have a pet peeve against incivility, right? I do not think people should be rude or nasty, but you can certainly state your point. You you have an Absolutely. obligation to yourself to state your point. And if you want to give reasons, you can. But listen, I'm out here telling you that you don't have to give nobody reason for nothing. You do not. You absolutely owe them nothing because no is sometimes a complete answer. The why is insignificant. They don't need to know that. That's right. That That is right. And we're so we're so we're just taught. Right. Especially you know, like women, you know, be nice and, you know, be kind and, mm-hmm. and be polite. And all of that does not. I can be nice and still say, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. That, that does not align to what I want. I'm not even going to apologize for it. I used to. I don't. I just say no now. I'm that's not, right. I'm an apology for it. Oh, and th- okay. That's that's a whole other show when we talk about how much we say. <laughs> that whole I'm sorry for everything. That's a whole other thing. No, but man, I'm not. I don't even do that anymore. I'm yes. Just, I'm not and up any apologies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we're, we're oh, I'm sorry. No, why are you sorry? Why, why? Are you sorry? Absolutely. You do. You, you do not. Have, you don't have anything to be sorry for, but. The other point, like why I said Wonder Woman over Superwoman is because I grew up loving Wonder Woman. I mean, my recent birthday, my mother bought me a T-shirt and some Wonder Woman cuffs. And girl, I was rocking them on my meetings. Like, hey, how y'all doing? Today (laughs) today is Wonder Woman Day. But the reason I love Wonder Woman is exactly that. She had that that lasso of truth where she she basically is like, I want to live my best life. I'm going to be this Amazon princess. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to live my best life, but I'm going to need for y'all not to mess up my day, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to need for you not to do things in my presence that's going to cause me angst. So she fixes what's problematic for her and the ones that she cares for, the one that she loves, right? And yes, mm-hmm. in the comics, she goes around and she does it for the like average Joe or whatever. But the whole point is like, she's not out here trying to save a bunch of people, picking up buildings, being all the places all the, all the time. But in her presence and in her sphere, she needs truth and justice. And if you mess with that, you're going to get some. Other than that, she's out here doing her best life, doing her best thing. And I absolutely love that. And I don't think I understood it the way I do now as an adult. But even as a child, it was something about that that was just like inviting (laughs) like just don't nobody mess with Wonder Woman period and leave it at that and I'm glad you mentioned that truth part because I think that goes back to us being our authentic selves because Mm -hmm. what you said was that she's about truth and and she and I remember we originally talked you you were saying that she's a she she just wants to get the truth of them get to the truth of the matter 
And so in us doing all the things and, you know, trying to be all the things to other to other people and to everybody, are we really being true to ourselves? Are we really getting to the truth of who we are? Are we operating from a place of of integrity when we're trying to do all the things? Because here's what I learned in trying to do all the things for all the people that even when you're doing air quotes too much, it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. They still want to pour more and more out of you. And then here you are trying to pour more and more into them. And when essence, you are pouring from an empty cup because you haven't taken the time to rejuvenate and to relax and to rest and all those things. So let's talk a little bit. I'm going to look, I want to go all the way into this superwoman and wonder, wonder woman thing. So how can anybody who's listening to this today, how can they make the transition from superwoman to wonder woman? Because, you know, we've been doing this all of our lives. Mm-hmm. So how can we begin to walk out of that space of being superwoman and to that space of being Wonder Woman, where we operating from a place of truth and integrity? And when I say truth and integrity, I mean from a space where we are being true to ourselves and honoring ourselves for who we are. The other contrast between superwoman and Wonder Woman is superwoman is an alien, right? And I say, OK, what does that got to do with anything? But listen, superwoman is not from this planet. She is she is something that no other woman on planet Earth could ever actually be. She has strengths that were given to her by some outside being somewhere else that has nothing to do with us. So striving to be superwoman is a is a zero sum game. You're just not ever going to get there. You can't because she is not what we are. On in contrast, Wonder Woman is half human. And here's the funny thing: what what's her other part? God. Zeus. Zeus was Zeus was her father. She knows who her father is. So her strength comes from her father. Her strength comes from the entity that brought her into being. So once we as women, women of color, women in general, people understand it's not who you are, it's whose you are. You can do great things because he has instilled that power within you. And that's all you need. So you don't have to prove anything to anybody. So that, that stops it right there. You can yeah, stop she proving. up in here. She proving y'all. <laughs> you can start proving right there because the humanness of Wonder Woman, whereas her mother is a strong woman and her father is in the, you know, comics, whatever, God. But if you put that in our common day terms, I am, period. That, listen, I, it's something, something so powerful to me about that. I am, I am that I am. It's in the, it's in there for a reason, right? So when you see the things that say I am enough, I mean that's fine, and I get that. You gotta, you gotta meet people where they are. And sometimes I am enough is a very strong and powerful thing for someone who doesn't believe that they are. Right. But I want to tell you that you're more than enough. You're not just enough. I am. Period. I am unstoppable. I am limitless. I am. You fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. But what follows? I am follows you. So whatever you put behind it is what you are because God says so. Period. End of story. You don't have to prove yourself to not another human being. Yes. So what first step did you take, or what? What was the awakening moment for you? So I think there were a few, right? It wasn't like I just woke up one morning and like, you know, tossed away the cape <laughs> and, right. and, and put the cuffs on. It was it was that awareness. So when I talk about awareness being the first step like that, this can't be life. And that self-examination is really important. But we can't just look. We got to do something about it. Right. So what I started to do 
And it wasn't wholly intentional at first, but I became intentional. And so I'm very intentional at this point in my life about who I speak to, who I speak with, who I allow in my circle, what energies are, because I'm an empath and I take on the energy of other people. I've always been that quote unquote helper. I'm a servant leading woman, but I have been a servant leading child. Like I was always the one like, oh, are you okay? How can I help? Like that's always been me, right? But what happens is when we do that, we take on all of the everything from everybody else and we have nothing left for ourselves. And so I started just drawing lines in the sand, like, okay, I just can't do X. And I, and then it was, I can't do X, Y, and then I can't do X, Y, and Z. And then I started at the top from A, B, and C, just started removing the things that I knew within me were not serving me. And it wasn't easy by any means because there is guilt associated with it. You've been doing all these things for so long. But the minute you get that high, let me tell you something. The minute you get that freedom high of standing in your power and your purpose and knowing like, this is how, this is who I am and it feels good. It, it ain't that hard to start telling people no. Well, it's not at all. It, it is not that hard. Like, whoa, 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 what you mean? You mean if I go, if I start sliding backwards, I'm going to get all that stress back. I'm going to start, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good where I am. And it, it is in the removal of fear-based decision-making. And so when you look at the things that you decide to do or not to do, and you know in your heart of hearts that you're basing them on some fear, either fear of not having something, fear of somebody's rejection, fear of somebody's response, that means that that's something you need to analyze a little bit further. So I started to look at all the things that I was afraid to do. And whenever I felt that fear, I examined it. And the more I examined it, the more I realized I was resisting because it was a turning point for me. It was an inflection point where I was about to become greater. And so when you're about to change that thing over to where you're about to become greater, you're about to stand in your purpose, it's something that fear just jumps up and smacks you in the face. You got to smack it back and be like, listen, I'm about to do this here and uh, we'll worry about <laughs> we'll worry about whatever else on the other side. Yeah. And it's addictive. It's addictive. Like once you once you kick fear down, it's not that you're not afraid. You just walk anyway. Right. And once you do that, you're like, uh, that felt good. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, you're walking in your power and, and authority. And that yes. is such yes. an amazing feeling. Even when you, you set boundaries and you honor those boundaries, there is just so much a sense, so much power that, mm-hmm. cause I can remember, I can remember like yesterday when I started saying, no, I'm telling you, it, it was like a weight had been lifted. It was like pressure. Like, you know how a volcano is about to erupt? And it was just like, okay, we good. Because now she's saying no. Now she's honoring her boundaries mm-hmm. that, that she has in place. And I want to say this about boundaries because people are quick to say, oh, I got boundaries. I do this. I do this. No. If you are not honoring those boundaries, those are just those are just written words and lines drawn. And so right. if we're going to have boundaries in place, then we have to make it our business to honor those boundaries because when we honor our boundary, then we give other people permission to do the same. And not just permission, we are basically demanding mm-hmm. that you honor my boundary. Period. Like you yeah. said, we, we I mean, when I think when I think about the lifestyle that I lived prior to walking on this new journey, Malika, it was such a miserable existence. I was absolutely miserable. I hated waking up in the morning. And I know there's somebody listening to this probably feeling the same way. But 
if you like, like Malika is saying, if you don't overcome the fear and the guilt and the shame that's associated with transitioning from superwoman to wonder woman, you are forever going to be living in that superwoman space. Yeah. It, it, it's time. It's time to do life differently. I don't know how many times I've said that, but it is so time. But I do want to say this. I do realize that it is not an easy task. These type of things don't happen over life overnight just like Malika said she did not wake up and say okay I'm done with the cake no it didn't go down like that it is a gradual process and it takes baby steps yeah and it takes the movement is more important than the thing like I don't even care what it is that you're trying to do just getting started is a step and then taking another step is a step right and so we get so especially about that perfectionistic piece, right? Because we're like, no, I got to wait till it's right. I got to do it in the right way. No, you know, you just have to move. You just have to do something, you know, and something starts with one thing. Do that one thing because we're waiting on, we're waiting on courage, right? When courage follows action, not the other way around. Once you take the action, it instills a sense of courage and and confidence that, oh, okay, this must be the thing to do. Cause I'm still here. Like, um, there's that that movie Hangover where the um the guy he's a comedian. I can't think of his name. Ken, Ken something. Mm-hmm. Yes, know. yes. I oh my gosh, he's hilarious. And he says, mm-hmm. "But did you die?" That is my favorite, right? Because once you do the thing that you're scared of, and you still and you can open your eyes and go, "Oh wait, I'm still here. It didn't kill me. I'm not. You know, I'm not done." I can still do it. And, and and worrying about what other people think is a also. So that's, that is also, I mean, I'm not even sure how to unpack this, but I'm the easiest way I can say it is that the fear, not just of our own selves and what our capabilities are and what we're, you know, what we're, what we're able to accomplish, but what people will think about what we're doing stops us. It might be your husband, your spouse, your mother, your sisters, your friends. I had a colleague not too long ago, tell me, where is Malika and where did you hide her? She could see over the years, this change. Like she's like, I've been trying to get you to be out here and do this and do that. And I had, you have to go at your own pace, right? But when it starts to show up now, I could be offended that she said, "Um, this is not you or, but I'm not because I'm realizing that one, she said it in love, but also because it's okay because we are all transforming. We are all becoming and we cannot be afraid of the becoming because we won't ever get there. But what if the Malika that she knows now really is you? I remember in, in our last conversation, you said something so powerful. You said there are a lot of ways to to be, but there's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I was. I said there are lots of things you can do, but there's only one way to be. Yes. You said there are lots of things you can do, but there's only one way you can be. And there's only one way you can be when you're standing in the truth of yourself. So maybe the Malika that she used to know was the Malika that wasn't standing in the truth of who she oh, is. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You nailed it. That is exactly right. And I think me, like I said, she said it in love. So she's like, about time. Hey, where's she been? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Um, But but what we could do is we could take that poorly, right? We could take that mm-hmm. from someone and say, oh, well, that's a chast- I'm being chastised. I should go back to being the way that I was. You got to stop worrying about what other people think. And you have to just, sometimes you have to just move. A few years ago, I had an opportunity. My speaking coach, he was speaking on a huge platform. And these tickets were, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars. I don't know what it was. 
But he mentioned that he was going to be speaking. And the person who runs this particular forum, I had been following for years. And I was like, wow, that is really cool. And I told him, yeah, I even did my master's. Part of my master's thesis was on his work. And he was like, really? Huh. Next thing you know, he sent me a text. was like, how would you like to be my guest? And I was like, okay, so number one, speak up. <laughs> right? Number one, speak up. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So the mint that... In, in 30 seconds, I went through so many emotions. I was so happy and so glad that he asked me, so grateful. But then it hit me. I don't have no money to, to get. <laughs> like I had to pay for my own flight. I had to pay for my own hotel. Only thing was free. The comp was the ticket at the event. I didn't have no way to get there. I didn't have the money. And so that's what started. I started telling myself, I don't even know why you even opened your mouth because you can't get there. You can't, all this stuff, Right. And then something in me said, no, this is not how this is going to turn out. So I borrowed the money for the for my plane ticket. I called my cousin who lived in the town, the city that it was in and said, hey, can I crash on your couch? I got this thing coming up. And she was like, of course she was like, like, and that's another thing. We, we pre-worry about stuff that's not our business to be worrying about, right? She was like, absolutely. I miss you. Where you been? Da, 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 da. Like, she was like, how long I got you for? You know, that sort of thing. So I didn't have to pay for a hotel. I borrowed the money for the plane ticket. I was even scared to ask anybody because I'm, I'm, you know, we're proud. We don't want to say we need help, right? I was so scared to ask for the money I asked. And the person's response was absolutely, of course, you need to be there. How how can I help? I was in tears. The fact that once I stood up for myself, God moved everything in the place where it needed to be. I got to this conference. I met Henry Ford III. I met Ambassador Young. I met, like, when I tell you the wonderful, I met the head of the World um, Economic Forum. I was out there doing, doing the, with my little red bag. Listen, girl, I had my little overnight bag. I was Cause I wasn't at the, <laughs> I wasn't at the hotel. So I had to have my bag with me. So I was like carting my little red bag all throughout this conference and I did not care, but I showed up for myself and I was scared to death, but I did. So, so when people tell me I would love to, but I can't, or I, I have this thing, but nope, nope. I don't care what it is. It, it, you can't do all the things. Absolutely. I understand that. I bet you, you can do more than you're doing now. I bet you. And that comes with standing and walking in your truth and walking in who you were created to be. That's where all of that comes from. Putting put, put ego aside, putting pride aside, and, be, and being okay with whoever you are, how you show up. And that's the other thing. I said to a group of people on a, like a LinkedIn uh, group that I'm in, that I show, I'm always the same person in all the spaces in which I show up. And I meant that. And I, I absolutely am. Uh, because we all know, especially with the whole... Uh, don't get us started on natural hair journey and whether or not you wear your natural hair to work and the professionalism and all of that. Like that's been, that was a struggle for me coming through court, the corporate ladder where you get all of these, oh, your hair looks so nice when it's, when it's pressed or, you know, you have a weave or whatever, it's relaxed. Oh, your hair looks so nice. Throw some twists in and see what they say. Mm. That's unprofessional. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Or there's that stunned silence where you just don't hear, you know, they just look. You don't hear anything. Yeah. You don't hear anything. And so you are also trained, right? <laughs> because if you come to work and you hear how nice you look when you have relaxed hair, but you come to work in your braids or your twists or your natural hair and you just get stares and looks, you are trained that that's not the way you should be coming to work. Exactly. So you switch it up. So you switch it up. 
And your girl, your girl's not for any of that anymore. And again, that was not overnight. They, I remember, I remember we had a photo shoot at work for something we were supposed to be doing, and I was terrified because I couldn't make an appointment. Because you know, some people can just show up with their hair and do some stuff. I needed an appointment. You can't just spring a photo shoot tomorrow or the next right. day, right? You know what I'm saying? I needed an appointment, and I couldn't, and I couldn't get to my style, whatever the thing was, and I was freaking out. And that was another moment. That was an awareness moment. I was like, "Oh my goodness, what am I afraid of? And why is it so strong that it is now causing me stress for something that should be just another day?" Right? I was stressed out. So it's picking up on those times when you're afraid times when things hit you a certain way and not ignoring them because we just will sweep it under the rug and we'll tell ourselves a story and we have to just be brave enough to face it head on and deal with it and say, why am I feeling this way? And what can I do to not feel this way? So what I could do is just show up as me and then let Mm -hmm. the chips fall where they may. Exactly. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think oftentimes when we think about the whole superwoman syndrome, we think about doing all the things but a part of that syndrome is masking and hiding who we who we really are. And so when you like you said, when you show up in these spaces and you feel like uh, I can't go on my natural hair or I can't I can't wear this because of that. You know, I can't wear this because, you know, black women are, you know, we're, we're built differently and, and it may show off this and it may it may show off that. And so we go into this space where we feel like we have to hide who we are. We have to hide our truth. And I think that that comes from a space of not enoughness. We feel like if we show up as our authentic selves, then we're not going to be good enough to be in the space with these people. But it's like you said, when you have God in your life and God is opening doors for you, you are more than enough. When you're standing in your truth and when you're operating from a place of authenticity, you are more than enough. And that's the part. That's the part that we have to embrace. And it's difficult. It is difficult, right? Because we've been telling ourselves or allowing other people's stories to rule us for so long that Mm -hmm. it is very difficult to tell ourselves or to replace the narrative that we've been feeding off. But that's that is in whole and in part my entire space and plan from for how I show up in this this world is to have other women know that listen you yes you <laughs> without you. all the pieces you it's it's mm-hmm. it's you without all the pieces and that and that goes into the degrees and the certifications and like uh I had a conversation with a client um who was when I said beyond qualified I mean PhD scientist all the things and she she was walking in fear in her in her place of employment surrounded by all men and they always gave her the grunt work and you know what you know how they gave it to her you're so good at this you always do such a good job of this meanwhile they're taking some billable work that's you know more lucrative and less <laughs> less stressful and giving her all the crap work that takes forever and then complaining about how long it takes her to get it done we had to put a stop to that as well <laughs> like i'm just not for it but once she realized that she was playing into the narrative that they gave her she started rewriting rewrite it and they had no choice because she was that good and once she accepted how good she was and like oh no you need me actually more than I need you and this is how we're going to go about it but she was afraid she knew that I didn't tell her anything she didn't already know she knew that she was just afraid to stand in it and once you do I'm telling you it's addictive you're going to be out here snapping fingers like we ain't playing these games today we are not honey (laughs) you're going to be knowing everywhere you go (laughs) I mean 
Can you yes. do that? No. Can you do no. that? No. Can no. you do that? No. <laughs> no. no I With cannot. that apology, I cannot. I will not. I, I I cannot. <laughs> that part, that part, I will not. I shall I not, not. Not, not exactly. with a box, not, not with a fox. None yes. of that. No. No, cannot, will not, will because not. <laughs> we, we hang, look, we hanging up the cave. We done with that lifestyle. We are so done with that. We just, we can't. Re- it's so unhealthy to reside in that space. And I, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned this on on the podcast a number of times. How I landed myself a ten day stay in the hospital, trying to be superwoman, y'all. Mm. We cannot, we cannot afford to reside in that space anymore. Not, not for our. Our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, not for our kids. Our children deserve better. We owe it to them to hang up the cake. We owe that to our children because we do not want to pass this superwoman lifestyle. Do you really want your daughters living living, like on the go all the time? Can't rest, can't do this, can't do We don't want that for our children. Listen, I have an 11 year old. My daughter is, she's not playing none of these games. Listen, she was born, and I tell people all the time that momentology, I feel like it was downloaded into my spirit. I'm a vessel Mm -hmm. for, you know, it came at a point, it saved my life. It came at Mm -hmm. a point that I truly needed it, but also came congruently with um, my daughter who came into the world like, listen, listen, y'all, this is how we about to do things. (laughs) This little girl, when she was two years old, she was like, I want to be a doctor. And when I, like, kids always, you know, they they say things they want to do. No, 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 no. Girlfriend was like, no, I want to be a doctor. She knew what a stethoscope was. I gave her my old stethoscope. She was running around here with her little stethoscope. She had a, a lab coat. I couldn't help myself. I bought her little Crocs. She was so cute. Oh, she had the whole scrub set on. But she was like, yeah, um, I'm going to need my spig mominometer. So just so y'all know, that's the technical medical term for the blood pressure cuff. But the fact that she knew what that was, she was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? At three, she's like, I want to be a paleontologist. And I'm like, did the baby just say paleontologist? And I asked her, I said, what does that mean, sweetie? And she was like, um, they dig up dinosaur bones and they get dirty, but it's okay. Okay. I'm not going to question you ever again. Go, You go ahead and do what you're doing. Right. But I believe, I really believe two things. One, because of the life and the person that I had begun to allow in myself mm-hmm. at that point, as well as she came into the world seeing me w- w- with my first company. She was in my office when I started my first office. Like she she just came into the world at the time where she knew all things were possible. And so whatever God dropped inside of her and then the environment that she sees when I'm out here, she sees all the inner workings of how I'm running my business. She's like, listen. This is how we're about to do things. And I love that. And I support it. And so whatever she wants to do, I'm going to be working for her, y'all. So that's that's going to be happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever she wants to do, I'm 100% behind her. She decided to start coding when she was five. This girl codes in JavaScript and Python, like stuff I can't Are even... you serious? Yes. She's a lot. Wow. She's, she's playing no games. She's like, she plays yeah. the cello. She's like, I'm gonna start a code. I'm gonna start a club called Cellist Who Code. I'm like, okay, baby, you might be the only one in the club, but that's okay. You go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all right if you are. It's all right. It's all right. That's right. But she's so unafraid. She's so mm-hmm. unafraid. Like her self awareness. I wish I had that at her age, where she's like, this is who I am, and mm-hmm. y'all can like it or love it. 
And she, and she learned that because you made the transition. Had you not made the transition, she will probably still be living her life or, or in that space that you were in at that time mm-hmm. because she's mimicking everything that she sees mommy does. Mommy right. do. And, that, and that's think, amazing. I think part of it was innate, right? Because I do believe, like you said earlier what, about my friend who saw the me who I was already, mm-hmm. I think she mm-hmm. was going to already be this powerhouse. Like that's just mm-hmm. who she was born to be. Um, but so many of us, so many of us are born as diamonds. We're powerhouses in our own right, but we allow our circumstances um, and the environments that we're in. That's the one, Malika. That is the one. Right? Yes. And she's, she, so I tr- I truly believe that whether or not I had, I had started a business before she was born, whether or not I was doing the things I was doing, she was still going to be a handful. Like I was still going to be running mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. after this little girl because that's who God intended her to be. Um mm-hmm. My job is to love and support and not get in her way and not break what God already brought is what I feel. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, but what I want to do for other women is be the, cause some, so many of us did not come from homes that were supportive. So many of us did not come from circumstances or don't even know how to accept. Cheryl, we don't even know how to accept compliments. We don't even know how to accept things graciously and allow and receive what he already has said is ours. And then mm-hmm. we wonder why we don't have it. It's because you haven't accepted it. Yeah. That was also a thing for me. I never thought, I again, that good enough. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted all these things, but there was something telling me that I wasn't the person, not me, like somebody else, but not me. I almost didn't move forward with the momentology method because I was like, who am I to tell people a new method of living, a new, an intentional framework for living? Who am I to do that? I went through the very same thing with Shades of Strong. I was like, how dare you try to tell people that they need to do life differently? Who are you? Who gave you the authority to tell people Mm -hmm. they need to do life differently? God gave me the authority. Because I remember when it happened. I remember when he dropped it in my spirit. I remember it like it was yesterday. But I was so accustomed to residing in this space of fear. And not enoughness, like we keep talking about, that superwoman cape will have you stuck in that place of I. And I will venture to say that we wear it because we feel like we are not enough. We continue to do, we continue to try and do all the things because we feel like we got to prove ourselves to people. We got to impress people. We got, so all of that stuff is because we feel like we are not good enough because we feel like we don't deserve. And you know where all that. That's the mask. Exactly. That, that's, that's the, the mask. cape is the mask of look, but look, I'm doing all of these things. Yes. <laughs> I have to be I'm worthy, going, right? Yes, I have to be worthy. Yeah. And all of that stuff, all of that stuff starts in childhood. Yeah. All of it. Because even when I think about my life, I think about when I was in school and nobody wanted me to be on, on their uh, kickball team or their, or their softball team. And so from even from childhood, I grew up thinking that I wasn't good enough. Because I was always picked last. And so that made me that made me begin to push myself and push myself and push myself to try and be good enough to be accepted by other people. And here's the kicker. Be accepted by other people that don't even matter to me. <laughs> right. Right. Which is which is the whole. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 where we are right now. That's where we are right now as a society. We are out here trying to do the most for people that we could care less about. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah, we got great. Look, we've been on our almost out. We got great to wrap it up. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, before we get ready to get out of here, we're like, tell tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can connect with you in the online space. And if you have any offers or services that you want to um tell them about, just go for it, sis. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So I, I am at Malika Simmons on all social media. My website is www.malikasimmons.com. That's M-A-L-A-I-K-A Simmons, two M's, dot com. And I am actually launching a new cohort of um, momentous women doing momentous things. It's going to be so awesome. I, so I have been doing a, a, a great deal of one-on-one coaching. Um, now I'm going to put it all into a container and I'm super, super excited about it. I've been asked by several people, can they get more? Can they do this? Can they do that? And yes, the answer is yes. We're going to do some outstanding things in 2021. Um, I just, I cannot wait. I'm super excited about it. Uh, but if you want to get more information, certainly go to www.malikasimmons.com, um, connect with me, and I will fill you in on the details. But it is going to be phenomenal. I just cannot wait. We're going to leave all of Malika's information in the show notes of this episode. So if you miss what she said, if, you, if you're driving, you don't have to try and write it down. It's going to be in the show notes of this episode. Everything will be clickable. All you have to do is click a link and go to her face. All right, guys, we are about we are going to wrap it up. We have talked about so much in this episode. We talked about Superwoman versus Wonder Woman, how you can transition from that space of Superwoman to Wonder Woman. We talked about how the Superwoman cape is costing us our truth, our authenticity and our enoughness. And Malika and I are saying no more. No more. (laughs) We we are so done with that and we are encouraging you to begin taking steps so that you too can be done with it so yeah we're going to get out of here if any of this resonated with you hit us up and let us know or if you have an experience that you would like to share you can come on the podcast too just slide in my dms on your favorite social media platform or shoot me an email at hi at shades of strong and be sure to share this episode with your sister friends because we all know a sister who is still rocking that superwoman cape. All right, let's keep the conversation going, y'all. We out of here. Bye, guys. Say bye, Malika. Bye.